Welcome to the Woven Well podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Estes. I'm a certified fertility care practitioner with a master divinity degree. Each episode will cover a topic that helps educate and empower you on your fertility while honoring the deep connection your fertility has with your faith. Let's get started. I believe that an important part of empowering and educating women is to connect them with other women on the same journey. That's why we'll sometimes have episodes devoted to hearing the fertility journey of one of the women who are a part of Woven. Whatever your situation or fertility goal, it can sometimes feel isolating, but there's a whole community of women out there asking the same questions you are. That's why I'm really excited to welcome Mary to the podcast today. I've enjoyed working with Mary for several years, and I'm so glad to have her share her story with us today. Mary began using the Creighton Method herself early in marriage in 2015, and it's been an important part of her story ever since. She currently lives near D.C. and has three children, a daughter through adoption, and twin sons through NAPRO support. Welcome, Mary. I'm so glad that you're here and sharing with us today. Hi, thank you. I'm excited to be here. You've told me before that you are so grateful that you had the support of Creighton from early on in your marriage. What was it that initially drew you to considering using the Creighton system? Yeah, um, I think we first heard about Creighton. Um, our church through our marriage preparation required us mm-hmm. to do um, an engaged encounter retreat. And there was a couple at the retreat who um, they spoke on just kind of natural family planning in general, but Creighton was a part of that. So I started looking into all the various types of natural family planning and um, I really loved the simplicity of Creighton mm-hmm. that I didn't have to get up in the middle of the night to take my temperature <laughs> or um, do some of the other things that may work for some people. But um, I, I just knew that that wouldn't be something that I would keep up with. So anyway, that was initially what drew me to Creighton was I liked that it was it was simple and there was the visual chart and I, I felt like it was something I could do. Wonderful. Wonderful. And I love that someone else who worked with that or to who practiced Creighton was the one that told you about it because I find a lot of times it is word of mouth and people just like encouraging each other that you can do it, you know, so I'm glad that you felt that way from the start. Now, was it early on in using Creighton that you started noticing some of those cycle issues that you have? It was, yes. Um, So I had my first, um, I guess, the introductory meeting Mm -hmm. with the, um, the Creighton practitioner who I was working with at the time. And um, at my first follow-up, she looked at my chart and said, you know, I think that you might have low progesterone mm-hmm. going on here because of some of the different symptoms and some of the markers on my chart. And several years down the road later, I found out that that was, in fact, the case. I did have low progesterone. Yes. Um, there was several other issues that my chart pointed to as well that we began seeing um, very early on at those those first follow-ups. And it's, it's wild that we can see something that quickly and also kind of empowering because we know we can do something that quickly, you know, with it. But now you've, of course, shared your fertility journey with me, and I know the ups and downs that have been a part of that journey. But I would love for you to share a little bit of your story with us and those listening on the episode today. Sure. Um, So uh, where to start? (laughs) As uh, as Caitlin Caitlin just said, we started with Creighton in 2015. And um, initially, we were using it to avoid just as a form of natural family planning. And after a few years of marriage, we started using 
Creighton to achieve pregnancy. And um, after a couple months, we just weren't having any luck. And so um, luckily, because I had been charting for so long, I knew that the days that we were using were the right days Mm. that if we were going to get pregnant, it should have happened. It had been about six months at this point. Um, So at that point, um, when we kind of thought, okay, there's something, something's up here, there's something that we need to look at. um, I reached out to um, a a NAPRO physician Mm -hmm. in my area. Um, I knew only knew about NAPRO because I'd been charting with Creighton. So I was very grateful that I, um, like I said, already, already knew about NAPRO because I know so many people that I've kind of shared our story with Mm -hmm. that aren't familiar with NAPRO. Um, So anyway, uh, we saw one NAPRO doctor for about a year and she found several hormonal issues that I had going on. That was where we got confirmation. I did have low progesterone. Um, it turned out I had endometriosis as well. Um, so I, I worked with her for a little while, but, um, and during that time we, uh, we adopted my daughter. So I do, I have a a three-year-old daughter, um, who joined our family through adoption and that's, a miracle in itself. And, um, it, uh, I just, there's so much about our story that I could see God's hand in, or I guess I can see God's hand in now. And at the time it was so hard because anybody who's listening to this, who's been through infertility knows what a struggle it is. And sometimes you do feel kind of abandoned by God, but, mm-hmm. um, it's just amazing to see how he was there the whole time. So, yeah. Anyway, like I said, we we adopted my daughter during that time. Um, but after after a couple years of working with the first practitioner, we realized I probably needed to be seen a napro surgeon, mm-hmm. somebody who knew a little a little bit more about um, endometriosis specifically. Mm-hmm. So um, I started seeing Dr. Hemphill, Dr. Christine Hemphill, who was up here in Pennsylvania at the time. I think she's in South Carolina now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a surgery. Oh, sorry. She is one of the NAPRO surgical fellows that you're referring to. She does have that extra additional training and surgical experience. Yeah. Yes. Yes. She is just amazing. Um, from my first appointment with her, uh, she immediately started, she had ideas for things that other doctors had never even considered with me or thought of. And so I ended up having a surgery with her um, and she diagnosed me with stage three endometriosis. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I had my follow-up surgery with her and we conceived our twins two months after that completely (laughs) spontaneously, the shock of my life. Um, I always say finding out about our daughter and the adoption, that's shock number one, but number two is definitely finding out we conceived twins naturally. So um, I will... (laughs) As I've told you so many times, I will always be so grateful to Creighton and Napro for my baby boys because without it, I just, I know they wouldn't, they wouldn't be here. So. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Well, thank you for sharing so much of that. Of course, I've been blessed to be a part of your journey for several years now and have seen just a bit of all that God has done in your life through your fertility journey specifically. Um, Of course, the reality is for anyone listening, none of us know what's ahead with our journey in fertility, just like we don't know what's ahead in any aspect of life. But it can be especially difficult in the fertility world because we assume our story is going to look like everybody else's story. And when it doesn't, that can be really difficult to know how to handle or, you know, what even to think about it. 
So what was it like to walk with God through so many changes and so many unknowns during all those different seasons? You really walked through a lot. Yeah, like um, like I kind of touched on, um, there's so many times, I, I won't speak for everybody, but for me at least in the infertility journey where it does feel like God has just left you and all of your friends are getting pregnant and you see all of these, um, everyone around you is getting their, their little tiny blessings mm-hmm. and you're wondering where yours is. Um, it's hard. It's, it's so hard. And um, it was just, it was important for me to really delve into prayer during that time so that I could feel that. I hadn't been abandoned and God hadn't forgotten about me and my prayers were being heard. And yeah. um, I just felt like the the further I delved into prayer and I started looking into um, different types of prayer during that time, I started really feeling the closeness with God again. And then um, my, my prayer through the entire, our entire four year long infertility journey was always, God, please make abundantly clear to me what our next step should be. Mm. And I felt like every time I really prayed that prayer, I would get this overwhelming sense of peace with what we were supposed to do next. Mm-hmm. Like at one point, I we were trying to decide, do we keep going through all of these different infertility tests and mm-hmm. figuring out what to do? Or should we move to adoption? I was working as an adoption attorney at that time. So <laughs> yeah. adoption was all over the place. Yeah. And um, uh, my husband and I just, we, we couldn't decide what route we were supposed to take. And so... I ended up leaving the adoption world and I got another job and we moved up to DC and that was still my prayer. And then one day um, I got a call out of the blue about a birth mom who was looking for a family that was very, she had very specific criteria and my husband and I matched it all and um, we got our baby girl. So anyway, I just feel like my, my prayer was answered the, God did make it abundantly clear every time I asked and one way or another, he would make it abundantly clear to me what we should do. And, and like I said, it was, it was so hard sometimes to feel that I wasn't forgotten, but I just really had to, um, to hold tight to my faith through all of it. Mm, it sounds like as you reached out to God and were open to God's presence in your life, God showed that, you know, is faithful and present in the midst of all those different changes for you. Um, and I love that. Yes, that is, that's exactly I it. I love yeah. that. Well, thank you so much for being willing just to share all of this. You know, this story is, every person's story is a vulnerable thing. So I, it really means a lot to me that you would even be willing to share it, um, especially here in this kind of format. Um, what advice do you have for others in the midst of their own unique fertility journey? If you could tell them anything, what would your advice be? Yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, that's tough. There's so many <laughs> <There's>... things. <laughs> um, I think I think the number one thing is infertility can just feel so lonely sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I said, when you do see everybody around you or what feels like mm-hmm. everybody around you having babies or pregnancies. Um, it was I I had a good friend who had also walked the path of, of infertility and mm-hmm. um she adopted and then she had a baby too. Oh. So I confided, we, we ended up having a lot in common at the time. We didn't know oh. we were going to have so much God in common. God so good to but, provide uh, you with that friend. <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, she, she truly was, was um, an angel through it all. I, I really think God put her into my life for that reason. Cause he knew I would need her at that time. Mm-hmm. But that's, I think my biggest, um, my biggest piece of advice to anybody going through infertility is find that just somebody who you can confide into and talk to 
And if you know anyone who's been through infertility, I'm sure they would be happy to to talk to you. Anybody that I've ever met who it, they kind of find out about our story, if they've been through infertility, it's mm-hmm. almost like an immediate sisterhood. Mm-hmm. It's a sisterhood nobody wants to be a part of, but you, um, you, you understand what the other person's feeling. And just, yeah. I think finding that person that you can, like I said, can fight in and talk to and can help you not feel so alone with what you're going through. Um, that would be my biggest piece of advice. I love that. And, you know, here at Woven, we talk about community a lot and how women are a community themselves. And so, you know, finding that specific person within your community, within your life that you can trust with this and you can talk about openly. And sometimes that's a friend that you know, like you're talking about somebody you've known for a while, maybe you see them face to face. Sometimes it's a person that you found through the Instagram community or, you know, somebody who shares your same doctor's office that you meet one day in the waiting room. It's amazing how those relationships can pop up. But I love that, you know, even in your own life, you were keeping your eyes open to how God may be providing for you in that moment. Even if it wasn't providing you with a child in that moment, he was providing you with a friend and with that tangible needed support um, throughout the process. And I love that. Women, we're so good yeah. at providing to support to one another if we allow ourselves to do it. So um, thank you so much uh, for sharing all of that, Mary. I really do appreciate it. And for everyone who's listening, I appreciate you hearing Mary's story today. Uh, we really are all in this community together. And I hope that you leave today feeling encouraged and hopeful about whatever your personal fertility journey is, remembering that you are not alone. You know, there's so many different stories and so much variety here, but God walks with you faithfully and lovingly through each one of them. Now, if you're listening to this and you're interested in some of the medical support that Mary mentioned, whether that's a NAPRO-trained medical professional or even a surgical fellow through the NAPRO program, I encourage you to reach out to us at wovenfertility.com. We'll provide you with available resources in your area so that you can pursue next steps. Uh, We're happy to help in any way that we can. So we'll see you next time as we continue to explore together what it means to be woven well. 